welcome to the Men Insights Podcast. Hope you all are having a lovely week. Hopefully the weather hasn't been too dramatic for you. And hopefully your weekend will be even better as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the Men Insights Podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public Breaker, or YouTube. And please follow me on Twitter at IamFositude for all future podcast information. On today's episode, which wasn't really sure I was going to even do it, but early in the week I kind of threw it out there on Twitter, and uh, as a sort of request by Andre Hutchins, who you should follow on Twitter, at AC underscore Hutchins, uh, I'll be discussing, uh, well, you can kind of consider this a preview of my Marvel vs. DC podcast coming later this year, which again, I am working very hard on that because I'm writing it out to know what I really want to say. I've been kind of ch- changing and rewriting a lot of it, you know, kind of like certain movies that have been coming out lately. Um, but yeah, I'll be sharing my thoughts on this idea in recent years of the MCU being considered the definitive gold standard that other films must f- aspire to be, uh, especially with regard to certain film universes out there right now. And uh, for those of you who like to check this podcast out on YouTube, I'm not going to have a lot of nice little pictures for you to enjoy looking at while I'm talking. Sorry for that. Uh, Instead, you're going to get this one photo right here. Bam. Yeah, you're only going to get to look at that one for this whole thing. This uh, suggestion, which, again, I kind of threw the idea out there and uh, Andre, uh, you know, liked it and asked that I you know, give my thoughts on this, and tweeted at me several little tweets regarding the subject, and I'm going to go ahead and read them to you right now. It all started with this tweet from Sergio Agosto, uh, who he was responding to uh, Deadline Hollywood's tweet about Dark Phoenix bound to lose 100 million plus after worst domestic opening for an X-Men series, which you can check out my Dark Phoenix review that I uploaded earlier this week, which is minor spoilers. Uh... So, you know, if you want to check that out, please do. It is right here on the channel as well. Um, and also, I discuss my feelings about the X-Men film franchise from Fox up to this point as well. Check it out. Hope you all enjoy that one. But, yeah, here's what Sergio had to say. Regardless to why Dark Phoenix is doing so bad in theaters. Because Disney is the reason. They've spent the last 10 years training audiences to accept, or, or rather, so they accept, nothing but their product. Now you have people actually begging other people to go watch a movie that already made tons of cash just because it's the right brand. And here is the thread from Andre responding to that. It says, I'd love you to discuss this sentiment because there's a lot about this tweet that I agree with. My honest opinion about the MCU and their unmatched achievement of the last 11 years is that it's not all bad. In fact, I don't necessarily blame Marvel or Disney for the lack of success of other franchises and studios. Marvel Studios has made what I call the Cheetos of cinema. Cheetos are scientifically the perfect junk food. They're designated to trick your brain into not knowing when you've had enough. That's very true, by the way, and I do love Cheetos. Um, You literally could eat an entire party-sized bag without feeling full. That is the MCU. This franchise has been perfectly designed to make everyone keep coming back for more and more and more without you ever feeling full or like we've had enough. And just like Cheetos, 
We may love them and crave them all the time, but Cheetos isn't ain't no Chris Villa Villegas grilled New York strip, and the MCU is not high quality cinema. It doesn't challenge its audience on any kind of deep or meaningful level. It doesn't refine our cinematic palette. We consume the MCU are uh, we consume the MCU and are just left wanting more and more. It will never be anything we can really sink our teeth into and savor. Give you all a second to digest all that. Now, what do I think of that? Do I agree with him or do I disagree with him? Well, I am in the middle. I agree and I also disagree. Like he says it doesn't challenge its audience on any kind of deep or meaningful level. And to an extent, with certain movies, I can agree to that. Like, you know, like say Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I would say for the most part doesn't ha challenge the audience on a deep level or meaningful level because it was very in your face with the humor and the jokes and the comedy and the bright colors and the, and the you know, don't take it too seriously going on. Um, and I, I could say the same about Thor Ragnarok as well. Um, the part that I disagree with is saying that it doesn't have that it doesn't have anything basically not having meaningful or that it's not high quality cinema. You know, I mean, I won't say it's like on the level of maybe of The Godfather Part Two or Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. You know, because those are cinematic masterpieces that will never be touched by any other movie. Um, but it it is high quality cinema, and by high quality cinema, what I would consider from the MCU at least would be the first Iron Man film, great film, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, um, and Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. You know, that is essentially my top four of the MCU. So, um, if you want to check out my you know, ranking of the MCU films that I posted last December, go ahead and check that out. Again, it's in the on the channel, in the archives. Um, now I might have to redo it after seeing Captain Marvel and Endgame this year, but like I said, Endgame it's my top four, not in no particular order. I have to figure out how I'm gonna put that: Iron Man, Captain America: Winter Soldier, Avengers: Infinity War, and Avengers: Endgame. To me, those are the, the four best of the MCU. And <laughs> and um, looking at the 23 films of the MCU, no, 22, 23rd will be. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Now those are what I would consider of the first 22 films of the MCU to be high quality cinema. Because, you know, at least from my experiences watching them, in theaters most especially, I came out of it feeling like, holy shit, what did I just experience, you know? Uh, but I, I didn't get those feelings for, for the other MCU films. Like, I didn't get that feeling for Captain Marvel, which... I know a lot of people hated it, but I enjoyed it. I found I found ways reasons to enjoy it. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, that is on my bottom of the of the MCU list. I didn't come out of that feeling that way. I didn't come that way feeling. I didn't feel that way about Black Panther. I didn't feel that way about Thor Ragnarok, or uh, Guardians of the Galaxies one and two. Uh, either of the Ant Man films, honestly. Uh, Civil War, I enjoyed as well, but I didn't come out of it feeling that way. Uh, but like it's high quality cinema. Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, basically all the films except for, those, except for those four. Those four are the ones that, for me, had the most impact 
on the as a as a fan of Marvel comics, as a fan of the MCU. And but in my top ten movies of all time, just all around films and movies, uh, there are no MCU films in there, honestly. Um, like I do have a few superhero films in my top ten of all time. Uh, but yeah, the only Marvel film, non non MCU, that w- that would I would consider for my top ten would be Logan, uh, which again, two years later, I'm still angry. Oh, well, it's actually a year and a half because it was the Oscars from last year. I'm still angry that that it didn't get more not award recognition at the Academy Awards last year. Uh, and the Dark Knight, yes, Heath Ledger won Best Supporting Actor. And even as much as I agree that he deserved it, part of me also feels that it was done because he died. Uh, but, like, if you're going to put comic book films or superhero films on that high pedestal of you know, being worthy of Best Picture at the Oscars, The Dark Knight and Logan are the two films that should have gotten that. Not Black Panther. As great as Black Panther is, as much as I love Black Panther, it is in my top 10 MCU. If, you, if, if I can remember, I think it was actually number 10, if I remember correctly. It was not, it It did to me, for, for me, I'm not saying it didn't do this for others, it didn't have the impact on me that I know it had for others. So for me, it was not worthy of Best Picture at the Oscars this year. Logan and The Dark Knight were. And, and again, those four MCU films, Iron Man, Winter Soldier, Infinity War, and Game, those are the four MCU, MCU films that I would consider on the, the level of Logan and The Dark Knight. Uh, and Man of Steel as well, uh, and even Batman vs Superman. But also, it's just, and this is kind of going into what I'm going to be talking about in my Marvel vs DC podcast again. About the critics seem to put the MCU on such a high pedestal, on how this is how films are supposed to be made. All films should follow this formula. That in any Movies that want to build a, a cinematic universe, a franchise, should follow this basic formula. And a lot of that, again, coming from how some people f- responded to such films as the Hellboy reboot. Even Godzilla King of the Monsters. A lot of people reacted towards that, like, you know, again, just comparing it to, to the MCU and like, you know, then it went with the monster universe. We got Godzilla 2014, Kong Skull Island two years ago. This year was Godzilla King of the Monsters. Next year is Godzilla vs. King Kong. And everyone, just like with the DCEU, they put like, oh, this is how the MCU would look if it was like the, like the monster universe. It would, it would be, you know, it would be, you know, Godzilla, then Kong vs. God, Godzilla, then Kong Skull Island. You know, then King of the Monsters and all that. I would think, because when the when the DCEU started, everyone said like, "Oh, this is how the MCU would look if it did release movies the same order as 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 the DCEU. It would be Iron Man, then it would be Captain America: Civil War, then it would be Stewart, then it would be Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's like then it would be the Avengers." And I'm just like, "Who who gives a fuck?" You know. Because when the DCEU started, it was not meant to be like the MCU. It wasn't going to be 10 years and 20 plus movies. It was just going to be like 10 years and like 6 or 7 movies. Because it was going to be a more self-contained world that would branch off 
when Zack Snyder's story was finished. Because it was going to be Man of Steel, then BVS, and Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League Part 1, then Aquaman, uh, and The Flash, and Shazam, and, and then Justice League Part 2, which was going to come out this year. This month, in fact. It would have come out this month. Uh, and then Cyborg, and then the Batman solo film, uh, and then Justice League Part 3, and Green Lantern Corps. Like, it would have done like that. It would have been its own thing, completely different from the MCU. But apparently we're not allowed to have things different from that. It has to be the MCU formula through and through. No, no diverting on to anything else different from them. And, and even people were react, reacting that way towards the X-Men film, film universe. Uh, because now Fox is owned by Disney. The X-Men will eventually come to the MCU. And I've talked about that a couple of times on this podcast. Now everyone's suddenly just... Oh, all the X-Men movies from Fox were garbage. Which I do have a few, few close family friends that do feel that way. And that's because they have, been, have loved this stuff their entire lives just like I have. And... But up until now, the general consensus was always X-Men 1, 2, First Class, Days of Future Past, and Logan were the crown jewels of the X-Men film franchise. Because it was pretty much agreed upon that Last Stand sucked, X-Men Origins Wolverine sucked, the, the Wolverine was eh, and then that Apocalypse was garbage as well. And, but now suddenly, all of them are garbage. Fox never made any good X-Men movies. And it's just like, now suddenly because Disney owns those film IPs, now suddenly they're all garbage. Meanwhile, four years ago, those movies were being praised as, you know, some of the best comic book movies ever made. And let's, and here's the thing that a lot of the MCU fans that have been trashing on the X-Men movies. If it was not for the success of the first X-Men film in the year 2000, which was produced by Kevin Feige... If without the success of that film, we would not have gotten the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. We would not have gotten the Mark Webb Spider-Man films. We would not have gotten the, any of the films on the MCU. And that is fact. Without the success of X-Men, there would be no MCU. So everyone that wants to pretend that the MCU is just, you know, like comic book movies didn't exist before, before the first Iron Man movie. As great as these movies have been, again, 11 years... 22 films, and I've seen all of them, I've enjoyed all of them for the most part, I've found parts of even the ones that I didn't like so much, I've found stuff that I can enjoy from them. And I'm excited to see Spider-Man Far From Home in the, in, let's see, this goes up on the 14th, Spider-Man Far From Home comes out on July 2nd, three weeks. In three weeks, I'm excited to go see that film, because as I've always said, Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel Comics superhero. And I've seen all of the Spider-Man films. Hell, I was just watching Into the Spider-Verse an hour ago before I decided to record this. <sighs> and I've been playing the, the Marvel Spider-Man video game on the PS4 lately as well, on the, the new game plus. And nothing wrong with loving these movies. You know, if the MCU is your number one comic book movie brand, cool. Good for you. I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you're you're getting to enjoy these movies, uh, and also this kind of trig kind of triggers this for me is when I saw a tweet 
from the X-Men Twitter account, saying, you know, celebrating, you know, 19 years of the franchise, saying goodbye to the films. And I saw a screenshot of someone saying, eh, you, this, this, you know, telling them, like, shut up, this ain't Marvel, this ain't Avengers Endgame. And, I'm, yeah, I'm just like, it's 19 years and 10 films. These the re X, if it wasn't for X Men, we wouldn't have gotten an MCU. You know, but also, I always go back to if it was not for the success of Superman the movie back in 1978, we would not have any superhero films at all. So, Superman is the reason we have any of this. Superman is the first comic book superhero. He's the reason we have comic books. He's the first successful superhero movie. He's the reason we have the movies that came on afterwards. So it, it was not for Richard Donner's first Superman film. We would not have gotten Tim Burton's Batman and Batman Returns, Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. We would not have gotten any of the X-Men films. We would not have gotten the Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy. We would not have gotten the DCEU. We wouldn't have gotten even films like like The Watchmen, uh, Ben Affleck's Daredevil, uh, the Punisher movies with uh, Thomas Jane and, and uh, Stevenson, what's his name? Well, so the Ang Lee Hulk movie, uh, Venom with Tom Hardy, we wouldn't have gotten any of these films. Now, but of this millennium, this generation, if it was not for X Brian Singer giving us X-Men back in the year 2000, we would not have gotten to where we are now with more comic book movies that we can handle, basically. And, and I... As, again, someone who's loved these characters, these stories, these comic books for my entire life, I could not be happier and prouder to see these films being made. You know, like when I was five years old, I would not have expected, you know, that at the age of thirty-two, I'd be seeing the culmination of almost twenty years of X of an X-Men franchise and twenty-two movies of of the MCU culminating in the epic battle at the end of Avengers Endgame. You know, I would not have expected any of those things. And again, I am so happy and so proud to be alive and experiencing these movies. And even though Hellboy was... I don't know what the fuck they were trying with that. Uh, but just... The MCU is not the gold standard of Hollywood. And Hollywood franchises and film universes and cinematic universes that, that are trying to be built. Just because it doesn't cleanse your palate of what a film universe is supposed to be doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't mean that it's being done wrong. Because, as I always love to say, it's one of my favorite things to say, I might as well make it my catchphrase on this podcast. Art is subjective. Movies are art. Go enjoy whatever art you enjoy. It's just unfortunate some films do tend to suffer a little more because of the stand of what the of the perceived standard that the MCU has set, like e even Glass, M Night Shyamalan's Glass back in January, great movie. The ending was a little meh. It's a great movie, and it's in the eyes of the critics, it suffered from not being the light-hearted, family-friendly superhero story that the MCU have created. And even and to an extent, even with Dark Phoenix, which Hearing a lot of stuff coming out lately about what that movie was supposed to be. You know, hearing that it was going to be split into two movies. And hearing that it was going to be about two and a half, two hour, 40 minutes of a movie. 
a lot of scenes were changed, a lot of plot points were changed because of, you know, Captain Marvel, allegedly, you know, that they, Dark Phoenix was supposed to have scrolls, but then they changed it because Captain Marvel was going to have scrolls, um, and that, you know, Dark Phoenix being, essentially being a female-led story with Jean Grey, then it was going to come out before Captain Marvel, and MCU, you know, didn't want that to put, you know, to hurt their, nar the, their promotion of Captain Marvel being the first M Marvel female-led Marvel movie. You know, whether or not any of that is true, I don't know. Um, uh, although I do hope that we'll get the extended director's cut of Dark Phoenix when the Blu-ray comes out, I'm assuming probably in September. Um, and I will get that one and add it to my collection, as I said at the end of my review that I posted on Monday. Uh, well, and I guess on that note, that's where I will end this podcast. And uh, Like I said, you can kind of count this as a preview of my Marvel vs. DC podcast coming out later this year. Uh, still, I am working very hard on it. I've been writing out um, what I'm planning on saying for the last four months. Uh, and I've been changing it a lot as well. Uh, especially since Captain Marvel and Adventures Endgame have, have come out. And I'm sure going to change it up a little bit again, I'm sure, uh, because of Dark Phoenix. And then, you know, with the other movies coming out later this year, like Spider-Man Far From Home and and Joker. I'm sure I'll, I'll probably have it ready at the latest sometime in November. I'm going to try to do it much sooner, but, you know, you know, life happens. <sighs> but, and that is that does it for this week's episode of the Manatites podcast. I do thank you for tuning in. I hope you all enjoyed listening, and if you didn't enjoy it, thanks for tuning in anyway. Um, be sure to tune back in for next week, because I will have my predictions for the WWE's first annual Stomping Grounds event. Uh, and, um, to be honest, I'm not exactly excited for that pay-per-view, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it won't be too bad. Hopefully it'll be a Hopefully it'll be much better than you know, how it looks on paper. And, uh, and again, don't forget to subscribe to the Manatites Podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Breaker, or YouTube. And feel free to follow me and tweet me at IamFazitude for all podcast updates. Or if you just want to chat with me about whatever, I'm good for that as well. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Fazitude. No, I am. It's just at Fazitude. To enjoy some pictures and memes that I post on there from time to time. And also feel free to support the Minutize Podcast by donating on Patreon. If you become a patron of the podcast, you can submit any suggestions of topics for future podcasts with your donations. No topic is off limits, so feel free to send me anything you want. As well as also if you donate, you can <clears throat> sorry, you, if you donate, you'll be able to help increase the quality of this podcast, help me get better equipment for to record with. Uh, and hopefully, maybe with your donation, I might even start getting some, some guests to interview on here. Um, uh, but it's all up to you if you choose to donate. I will have the link uh, in the description for this podcast. And as always, again, thank you all so much for tuning in and for subscribing. I love each and every one of you who do. I truly and genuinely do. And again, I hope you all enjoy your weekend. Go spend it with your loved ones if you can. Uh, go to the beach if the weather is nice enough for you. If the weather is not so great, hopefully you, hopefully you all stay safe and 
your family stay safe as well. This has been the Manitized Podcast. I am Julian, and I will see you all next time. Bye.